The Jim Real Estate Company is open for business and we are working with gym owners across the United States. If you are a gym owner that needs assistance with either leasing or you want to pursue purchasing a building, please hit us up on Instagram at Jim Real Estate. Guys, traditional brokerage firms, what you've been using in the past is underserving the fitness community. A hundred percent. Brokerage firms are the biggest fucking racket. They essentially forward a bunch of emails, schedule a tour of the facility. They look over the lease, but they never really give you fitness industry specific guidance. And then once they collect their commission check, they're gone. I couldn't stand that racket in 2016 when I purchased my building, which later allowed me to retire in 2021 from gym ownership. So when I was done with gym ownership and I needed something else to do, I instantly thought of creating a firm that was not a brokerage firm. There was a commercial real estate and business consulting firm specifically for the fitness industry. We help you with site selection, operational capacity, establishing your projections and financials based on the location and based on your pre-sale, which we also help you with. Then we sit down and we help you facility layout and understand exactly how to be successful in this location with your model. It's the perfect intersection of commercial real estate experience and the fitness business industry experience that I have with over 15 years. Please, if you are doing anything in real estate, leasing or buying, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Let's just book a quick free discovery call. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Jim Real Estate. What is up guys, it is Stu and is another episode of the What The Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Way back in the day, circa like 2015, when I first started making content, I used to constantly say, it's not what you do, it's how and why you do it. And I, I don't do a lot of the motivational shit, but I, I think that's probably what this is going to be today. So many of you guys are in the middle of like, you're busting your dick, you're fucking, you're working your ass off, you're either, you know, you have the level of success that you want or you don't. And those that don't are kind of in the middle or they have it momentarily. Like if you look at a year, like there's a couple months where like we're killing it. And then there's periods of time where like, God, like I just can't catch a break. My biggest thing was even when, when I first started with my gym back in 2011, I, uh, I never looked at it as like, okay, I'm like, I'm killing it right now or I'm doing good right now. Like right now, the present I, I never really stayed there. And I know like that's a big thing. Like you need to be present more often. And I, I think with certain things, like with your kids, you know, instead of being on your fucking phone or thinking about the email or the, the work or whatever, yeah, I think you do need to be present. But when I was building the business, I don't think I was ever really present. Why? Because I knew that even if I had a win that day, that month or that quarter, that that was just like, I, I had to stockpile that away. Like something had to come from that win. For me, it was money. Where did that money go? That money went into savings. Where did that savings go? The savings went into buying a building. What did that building do? That building set me up for the rest of my life, right? I'm so, I'm so blown away by gym owners who live so presently. They live like win to win and, and then there's relaxation. So, you know, I tell people all the time when I'm working with them, I'm like, you never work as hard as you do or you did that one month when sales were dog shit and you were freaking out about making payroll. I, like, I will get better productivity out of people when the kitchen's on fire. 
than I can ever get out of them when things are good. When things are good, that is when the majority of us slack. We get, we get soft. We get easy. We're like, oh, yeah. Like, for some reason, even though if anyone asked us, we'd be like, yeah, these times aren't going to last. Like, I'm, I have to keep, like, this. we had a great quarter, but that's not going to last. Yet so many of us relax. We chill the fuck out when things are good versus thinking, okay, right now things are good. What do I need to be thinking about in order to make sure this is consistent or, or what am I getting out of this good? You had a good quarter. What did you get out of it? Someone's like, uh, we made more money. I'm like, oh, cool. What did you do? Like, where is that money? What, what happened with it? Did you reinvest it back into your staff? Did you put it into some savings? Did you pay yourself more? Like, what, what good came out of that? Because whatever it was, it's not enough that make, to set you up forever. We need more of that. You know, the only time I'm like, you know, I'm not even really present. I always feel like maybe I'm looking backwards or looking forwards. But once I've got a win in business, I'm not present in it. I'm looking back. Well, okay, why did that win happen? What were all the things I did to get me that win? Because if I can figure out that equation, I can repeat it. And I would just say that's probably what a lot of my success was, was the realization, okay, this worked. Why did it work? Even if I didn't know it was going to work, what were the variables at play that I can reproduce? How can I reproduce this exact same scenario again and again and again? Creativity and consistency can create incredible opportunities. Because creativity is when we try shit, right? We give stuff a try. We're not sure if it's going to work. And that would, that's ultimately what leads to, it's not what you do. It's how and why you do it. The what doesn't matter. There is a gym right now doing straight the class and doing very well. There's a gym doing PT first and doing very well. There are people doing you know X and you're doing Y and you both can win. It's not what you do. There's not one way to do this. That's why like when I when I, you know if I get a message or I see in a Facebook group or some shit like that, it's like, hey, so what does everyone thinks the best way for me to do this? Like, stop it, stop it. You're asking the wrong fucking question. You're asking the handout question. You need to realize it's not what you do. It's the how and why behind it. And the how and the why, right? How you did it, you know, being curious about your own process. Because most of us make decisions half cooked, which means that once we make them, because we didn't, we didn't really think them out incredibly, ahead, you know, very thoroughly ahead of time, and it works, we have to be curious enough and investigative enough to go back and understand, okay, here were all the variables at play that enabled this to have success. Because if you chalk it up as, oh, I just got lucky, and I use this analogy all the time, it's the the gym member who gets a double under and can't, and then like, you're great, oh, great job, do it again. Like, oh, I can't, I don't know how I did it. It just happened by accident. Don't let your success happen by fucking accident. Now, with the the why you do it, Right, and I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of like Simon Sinek's why. I've got my own. I like I'm, there's it's not my own. I mean, there's plenty of people that agree that the why is not necessarily the most important variable to the customer. I think it's a great variable for the for the creator, or the owner. But I don't believe it's always the biggest variable of why someone purchases something is your why. I don't. I do not agree with that on every front. There are some fronts I do. There are plenty I do not. The fitness industry, I definitely don't 
I don't pair with that uh, strategy. I don't subscribe to that. People care about your why in our industry as much. A little bit in some unique models, but but that's about it. But regarding with this business decisions you make, the why that you made it is what's so important. That's the thing that, you know, when everyone's afraid, well, someone's going to steal my idea. No, they won't. They're going to see what you did. They might even be, you know, sneaky enough to, to find out how you did it. But they won't truly understand the why you did it because they could not have that creative seizure to give it a try. You did. You had the creative seizure. You're like, oh, God, I'm, fuck, I'm going to try this idea. And you gave it a go, and you know you saw the early losses, but you stuck it around. You were you were creative and you were consistent, and you saw enough W's. And on a long enough timeline, you see those W's like, oh fuck, this is actually working. But now you know how to tweak it. That's why anytime anyone copies your shit, do not be afraid. Like they can't recreate your success. I have literally, I swear to Christ, gotten on my initial business development call with owners who have literally taken my like. The Urban Movement website, which isn't even public-facing anymore. It's like, it's off the internet, right? It's taken my, my gym's website and, like, copied it word for word. And I get on a call with them. And these, I mean, and listen, I always get on the call and I laugh. I'm like, bro, the ball's on you. Like, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm impressed, uh, and not necessarily in a good way, but I, I am impressed at the level of balls that you have um, to, to do this and then, and then pay me my fee to come on here and have a call and give you feedback on the website. Um, it, <laughs> it, I swear to Christ, this happens. I swear to Christ. Um, you get on the website, it's like, badass workouts that aren't bad for you. <laughs> workouts you love with people you love to work out with. I'm like, oh, I wonder where you want, where, did you figure that out? Did you come up with that cleverness, friend? Oh, you silly fuckface. Um, no, but here's the deal. The why if they don't have, if they don't understand your why, they can't, they'll always have me sitting there with their hand out like, oh my God, so when he changes something, I got to pay attention all the time because I don't understand why he did this in the first place. It looks good to me and I like it and it sounds better than my shit, but I need his creativity and I need him to be consistent with it to see if it works and then I can steal it again. So they're always one step behind you. But guys, it's like, I want everyone to get back to like, again, I hate doing this motivational shit, but I want you to realize that like your, what you have going on currently today, whatever you're, you're doing, it's, this isn't the end goal. Like you having a good month, you retaining those customers, it, that's not the end goal. I don't know what your end goal is. My guess is as something to do with money. If it doesn't, cool. Open a nonprofit. Don't sit there with your fucking piss-ass fucking revenue streams and not being able to pay motherfuckers full-time career positions. Like, yeah, I don't do it for the money. Then get the fuck out of line. Go fucking join the nonprofit. Open up a 501c3, you cunt. No, you you do do this for the money. That's just your cop-out because you fucking suck at it. You're not putting in the work. You might not actually suck. You're just being a lazy piece of shit. You're not putting in the fucking work to get it done. And now you're going to high by, well, I don't really do this for the money. Oh, sure. Yeah, you left a fucking six-figure job in corporate America to open up a, you know, the lease, a shitty flex warehouse in the back of an industrial park so you can roll up the bay doors at 4.30 a.m. every day for the past seven years. Fuck off. I Again, 0.01% of people that, you know, I retired early and this is what I want to do. Cool. That story I can get down with. The rest of you guys are just hiding behind the hole. I don't do this for the money. 
Those of you who are doing it for some kind of money, money for you, money for your family, money for your staff's family, whatever you're doing this for, you can add legacy and impact and all that other fun shit on top of it. That's all, that's all great, but I can't measure that stuff. But I can measure the money and I can tell you that what you do today, if you're measuring your success today and not thinking about how it's actually setting you up for what you're ultimately trying to do in the future, you are going, this is not going to probably work out for you. Every win today has got to be a building block for something you're chasing in the future. And if you don't know what you're chasing, like nine out of 10 of you guys, if I asked, what is your exit strategy? You'd be like, well, I want to, you, you might cop out and tell me you want to sell it. And I think that's just what people say when they don't know what else to say. Because if they truly understood, like they research, like, okay, you want to sell? Cool. Uh, how much time have you spent researching acquisition and mergers in, in small business? How much time have you gone about refinancing you know, what the SBA would loan somebody who wants to buy a business. What does the SBA look for? Because that's realistically, unless it's, you know, private money, like private loans, private equity, you're going to go to a bank and probably your best bet, if you have someone who wants to buy your business, is to have them uh, get a uh, LOC uh, line of credit or a, a loan through the SBA to buy it. That's your best bet. Going traditionally through the bank is going to be a little bit harder, um, but Typically, the SBA, I mean, that is one of the things they will fund. They will fund somebody who has zero business on paper to buy an existing business that has three years of numbers. And as long as those numbers, you know, can show the debt service coverage needed and all that. But again, like, if you are looking to, you know, do you do something with this thing that you're busting your ass with, what is it? What is it? And it's not the win today. It's not like we had an awesome, fu- like, I, guy fucking blowing himself. And he's like, we had an awesome competition over the weekend. I'm like, that's dope. I'm happy about that. Tell me about it. Don't even get to the money part. Just tell me, like, what did it mean to the community? Like, what did it mean to you? Like, I want to know the qualitative data. I do. I want to understand, like, what it meant to you, why you put this on. It was for a fundraiser that you really believe in. And I love that. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, and the ability that you have to put that on and help that, like, organization? Hell yes. Now talk to me on the financial side. Yeah, well, we ate about four grand. Okay, fair enough. Like it it was, it was, if it was worth the risk of you having to lose money on it and it meant that much to you, then okay. If you know, you're doing for a fundraiser, you can probably write that all that off. And I mean, it's good to go, but what do you want to, what's the exit? Like, what is, what are we building towards? That wasn't a win, but when you do have wins, what are they building towards? Well, I don't, you know, I, you know, I just want to make enough money to do this. So I just want to be able to pay staff to do that. I'm like, do you realize we haven't even thought out the end game? It'd be like, you know, it'd be like franchising an additional team in the NFL, but not realizing that like, the Super Bowl is your ultimate goal. Yeah, I don't know. We're always going to go out and play. And like, hopefully we win like more games than we lose. And everyone has a good time. But like, I don't like no. You're if you're in the NFL, it's to fucking win the Super Bowl. If you own a small business, it is to make more money than you cost to you know to to make the money. And and do and do things with the money. That's it. The best part about being a small business is that hopefully you get to do it around stuff that you enjoy. I've got a whole other fucking rant I could go on about why you should not fucking own businesses on the things you're really passionate about. But that that's for another place in time. Um, Guys, it's not what you do, it's how and why you do it. And it's not what you're doing today, it's what does today's win or loss mean about my long-term plan? Excuse me. How 
does this win get me closer there? How am I stacking these chips, right? What am I doing with all these chips that I'm collecting? And if I don't have a fucking plan for that, you need to. You need to get on a call with someone. You need someone to look at your situation and ask you the hard fucking questions. You need someone to go ahead and do and future plan your fucking business, which is, you know, I did an episode a little while back about why gym owners should probably hire a CFO or hire a CEO, not a coach. You guys need to understand that without someone looking and coming up with like a future plan for you, if you don't have one, or just asking you, what is the end goal? My end goal is to replicate this in the four locations. Great. So then why is it that the last three years that you've had profit, you have stored none of that in retained earnings in order to open those additional locations? Why are you consistently spending that money on things that aren't getting you to what you're saying is your end goal? Your actions are not in line with your verbally announced intentions. And that's just fucking bullshit. And I'm more than happy to call you out on it. Guys, just it's something to think about today. What are you, you know, what is it you're doing today? And like what what actually from the win you're gonna have today in this month, in this quarter, in this year, what are you doing with those wins to end up towards where you're going? And then just remember, it is not what you're doing to get those wins. Make sure you understand the how and the why behind it. That is all that matters. All right, that's it, guys. Until I talk to you in the next podcast. Have a great fucking day.